Hello, everyone, and welcome to United Teachers of Lowell's Straight Talk podcast. This is Amy Bisson, and along with Mickey Dumont, we are the Podcast Twins. We are the hosts of this weekly podcast produced by and for members of the United Teachers of Lowell. In our weekly podcasts, you'll hear about local, state, and national issues that affect our members. You'll also hear about some of the accomplishments of our members. We will keep you up to date with news and decisions that impact all of us. We enjoy being able to learn about some of the great things happening across the Lowell Public Schools. In today's feature episode, we are speaking with Bartlett Community Partnership teachers Rachel Crawford and Laura Schofield. One of the enduring partnerships the K-8 Bartlett School has fostered is with the University of Massachusetts at Lowell. Rachel and Laura are science, math, and music teachers at the school. They've been working with Dr. Gina Greer, Professor and Coordinator of Music Education at UMass Lowell. Through a National Science Foundation grant, Laura and Rachel work collaboratively to teach middle school students about connections between music and mathematics. Recently, both educators attended the College Music Society Association for Technology and Music Instruction National Conference in Vancouver, Canada. Well, good afternoon, Laura and Rachel. I'm so excited to hear about this collaborative project that you were doing with the university. So can you tell me how the collaboration with Dr. Greer Yes. Uh, came about? Um, so actually, Gina Greer was a professor of mine, and she started at the university when I was in my junior year um, of, in music ed. And um, since leaving and becoming a teacher in Lowell, um, she and her senior level music ed students have been doing service learning and student teaching in my classroom. So I've been at the Bartlett School for 13 years, so we've been at it for 13 years. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and it's uh, been, been a very success, successful, mutually beneficial sort of uh, teaching experience. Um, as a new teacher, it was great for me to watch other people teach my students mm -hmm. and say, aha, that's why it wasn't working. Um, and to be surrounded by new ideas and things like that. And now as I'm, you know, a little farther along in my teaching career, being able to be the mentor teacher and help the students, you know, develop some of their ideas as well. That's terrific. Yeah. Terrific. Now, Laura, tell us how you got pulled into well, this collaboration. Well, so I'm, I'm a veteran teacher, but I'm fairly new to the Bartlett. Mm -hmm. And it was the beginning of my second second year at the Bartlett and Rachel came bounding into my room and said would you be interested in doing a collaboration with me and um, at our school that's pre-k through eight it can be sometimes a little isolating because the we've only got two sixth grade teachers or whatever so when she reached out do we want to collaborate I jumped at the chance because I love watching Rachel work with the kids um, and would love to have collaborated so I said sure let, I'm totally in so that's how I got sort of brought into it that's terrific so it, it was a collaboration made out of all kind of good things happening absolutely so talk to us a little bit about what the specifics are how why what, what do you do together well, so the, this actual um, project was sort of dropped in the lap of um, Gina Greer by the Thelonious Monk Institute of Jazz. How awesome is that? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and they um, were running a website, or creating a website called mathsciencemusic.org 
which was the brainchild of another jazz legend, Her uh, Herbie Hancock, um, and he's the UNESCO Goodwill Ambassador and the chair for the Thelonious Monk Institute. And he wanted to um, create this website that could link math and science and music all together and not just um, in isolation, but create it for the entire world to be able to use. Um, so one thing that website was looking to do was to have real classroom teachers develop uh, lesson plans and activities that teachers can use with their students. So I'm assuming that you have done this. You have some lesson plans that you've worked together on. Yes. And yeah. I'm hoping that there'll be some way we can access a little piece of that at least. Yeah, they're available on the, the site so we can. MathScienceMusic.org. Yeah. Oh, terrific. <laughs> so you're world famous. Oh. <laughs> That's terrific. Um, so how have the students responded to this project? Uh, I think it was wonderful for them to be able to. So Laura and I work specifically on a website called Groove Pizza, and that um, was developed by the um, NYU Music Design Lab. And Groove Pizza is a website that sort of melds math and music. When you first load it up, there's almost like a circular graph and uh, grids that the students can click on and create different rhythms and things like that. Mm -hmm. So Laura and I designed um, together uh, lessons that appealed more to the math side and more to the music side of the same website. So the students could learn this um, app in both places and access different pieces of it. I see. So they were, what was really engaged, because you had asked what was engaging for yes. the kids. Yes. And I think just having them play, my room was never so quiet. They were so engaged. Every student was engaged, and there were lots of entry points for all the kids yeah. because you had that music piece, because you had a pattern piece. And if you look at the um, app itself, there's lots of different things you can manipulate, but it's visually very sort of simple to look at so you knew exactly what you could manipulate. Uh-huh. Um, so the kids could figure out a certain part of it as well. Oh, they well. jumped right in. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And one fun thing about the app itself is there weren't any instructions. There were some models and some examples, yeah. but no instructions, and it caused the kids to have to explore uh, and click on yeah. things yeah. and just jump in. There was no real And I think that's the strength of kids with uh, technology, so especially. Playing. Yeah. And we wanted yeah. them to play yeah. at mm -hmm. first. Yeah. Well, they're playing, but they're also learning yeah. In, yeah. in a very engaging way. Um, what are some of the takeaways of this investigation that you've uh, been working on? First of all, how long have you been at this particular one? Uh, about a, was it a year or so. Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, like I said, it was really interesting to see how, how it was used similarly and dissimilarly in, in the two classrooms. Um, in my class, um, they were taking a pop song, um, Believer by Imagine Dragons, that they all knew, and there was a there's a rhythmic hook to it that mm -hmm. repeats. Mm -hmm. And they were recreating um, those rhythms. And again, I wasn't telling them how to, what to do. They had to figure it out. And we used it very collaboratively in the class. They'd have a few minutes to work together, yeah. and they'd have a few minutes of working independently, and then we would share with each other and using each other to... Uh, you know, build new ideas and to get the uh, outcomes we were hoping to achieve. Terrific. Yeah. 
And then in math, we used it for them to reinforce their vocabulary around ratios. So recognizing ratios in the music they were creating and that sometimes when you use equivalent ratios for your music, the music isn't as interesting. Like, so, uh-huh. was, you know, but it was a way to reinforce math vocabulary for um, a very large EL population mm-hmm. um, in an exciting way. Yeah. Yeah, I can see how that would be exciting. And I think I told you that um, I have a background in music myself, and I always felt that there was something there. But the fact that you two have worked on it more formally and have really come up with this. The patterns and the sequences. And and how you can represent that mathematically. You hear it musically, Mm -hmm. but you can also represent it musically. Mm -hmm. Laura, you're absolutely right, too. If you just take the pattern and just regurgitate it, it isn't music. Yeah. It, it's regurgitation of pattern. <laughs> so there is that element that makes, I think, makes for um, kids to appreciate the musicianship a little yes. bit more. Absolutely. That's terrific. Um, so I know that you went to Vancouver recently, mm-hmm. correct? In yes. October? Yes. Tell us a little bit about that and how that all came about. Well, this was sort of a spinoff of our work with um mathsciencemusic.org and we were able to present with um, Dr. Gina Greer as well as uh, we had two other colleagues that we were working with. Uh, Janet Koza is a math teacher over at the Stocklosa and interestingly enough she used to be a music teacher at the Stocklosa. <laughs> I think there might be a connection there. <laughs> and Holly Johnston and she is uh, a music teacher over at the Stocklosa nice. as well. So we were um, all asked to present at CMS, which is College Music Society, and ATMI, which is the Association for Technology in Music Instruction, and they were having um, a conference out in Vancouver. Uh, So we got a chance to present all about our partnerships and um, STEAM education and the work we've been doing in our classrooms. That's great. And have a little fun, I hope, too. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> it is a gorgeous place, and my kids are hoping to move there someday. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Um, any other information you'd like to share with our listeners about this experience and maybe ways that they can tap into some of what you've been doing? Um, for me, one of the biggest takeaways take um, is just how much collaborating with colleagues keeps me fresh as a teacher because mm-hmm. I was exposed to so many things I didn't know were, were happening outside of my little math curriculum bubble. Um, and then actually seeing videos of you know Janet teaching and Rachel teaching the kids and seeing kids sort of light up in a different way that I don't necessarily see in my classroom the same group of kids like you know Mm -hmm. um so it just really keeps me fresh as a teacher and that is so important i couldn't agree more that that collaborative piece is sadly not something that we get to do much of yes and i I appreciate that you're coming in and sharing what you've been doing with people across the district that was one of our goals with the podcast is to hear about some of these amazing things that teachers in lowell are doing yeah yeah Another um, fun website that we use that actually uh, Janet and Holly used um, for this project, they taught a section on harmonics and sort of some of the physics of music. And um, 
So Chrome Music Lab is a free website that I actually use with my students sometimes as well. And it was designed by the Google Creative Labs and it's all hands-on musical experiments. And they're just, uh, you can go and make rhythms or play with harmonic structures or see what sound waves look like and, and explore them. Again, no instruction, just the activity and kids click on it and play and soon discover music in a very different way. Yeah and add to their learning bank as, as well. Yeah. A subject that to me was very dry would be the <laughs> physics of sound. And you know, that you've made it come alive by incorporating music and incorporating the exploration piece, which is just phenomenal. I, I think about the, the students that you're reaching and how uh, rich and deep this instruction is, and they'll probably never forget it. Yes. Anything else that you'd like to share? Um, I just wanted to um, touch on, I've been doing some work with our first grade students and uh, collaborating with the first grade teachers in our school. They teach a sound and light unit. Uh -huh. And that same idea of like reaching the students in a whole different way. Um, the chance for first graders to see sound. So we do different experiments, sort of on the idea of the Chrome Music Lab stuff. but. Um, Showing them videos of vocal cords, for example, is something that they now actually beg for all the time. <laughs> and um, they're like, I'm so grossed out, but I can't stop wanting to yeah. see that. <laughs> uh, and our, uh, we have a makerspace at our mm -hmm. school, yes. and um, Craig Kaminsky is the teacher for that. And he has been helping me develop um, visualizers using laser pointers and mirrors and membranes of... Uh, made by balloons and things so kids can see and music. This is, this is first graders. Yeah, these are first graders wow. and they are like minds blown. Uh, and then I, I also show adults. Yeah, and their minds are also blown. So that says to me we need to keep mm -hmm. continuing to continue to collaborate with our peers to be interdisciplinary, to yes. not be afraid to get your hands a little dirty and yeah. create some relationships. And to step outside your comfort zone. Yes. You know, for me, having something with the music sort of really was sort of outside my comfort zone, so that was also good for me. You know, yes. a little bit outside your comfort zone to oh, go for into sure. math and science. Oh, for sure. I, I got to tell you, I'm not up on my little math curriculum, so... <laughs> I understand totally. Well, uh, Laura and Rachel, thank you, thank you, thank you so yes. much for sharing this, and um, we look forward to hearing a little bit more about how the pro how the collaboration goes throughout the school year. We'd love to check back in with you later in the year, maybe get a demonstration as well. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, it'd be awesome to have your students come on and oh yeah, share, absolutely share some of what they've been learning. Yes, we'd love to. <laughs> All right, thank you very Great, much. Thanks. thanks. Thanks, Laura and Rachel, for sharing this exciting work with us today. We encourage our listeners to go to our podcast website, www.util495-straighttalk.com, where you will find links to more information about this project and this collaboration. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in to this episode. We welcome your general comments and feedback. If you have suggestions for future podcasts, or if you are aware of UTL members who might be willing to share their experiences and expertise, send us an email. Till next time, we wish you a great week.